Alright, so tonight is all about the Mighty Ducks. Um, we're having one of the casts from D2 and D3 Mighty Ducks on. You all know him. His real name is Justin, but you all know him as Kenny Wu. Olympic skater, Terran hockey player. Um, we're gonna talk all all things Mighty Ducks. Um, and just remember this Friday on Disney Plus, him and a couple other original ducks are gonna be on the episode Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So I think it's gonna be really cool and special, and I hope y'all are gonna like it. You know we're gonna ask. We're gonna talk all things ducks. Um, happy birthday also to Aaron Judge. Yankees are currently losing two nothing right now. You know because that's just what they do playing the Orioles. That's uh how they think it will help them. But still a long game. Hopefully they can change it up. Yeah, that would be nice. Um. And obviously, just as a cheap plug, um, go check out the interview I did with two UK basketball stars. And I just want to give a cheap plug in there for our show, so check that out. It's on our Instagram page. Just want to throw that in there. Yes, James did a very, very good job at that. Very good job. Yes, but I can't wait to talk to Justin, talk to Mighty Ducks. And also, too, um, we, are, we also do... As we do every Friday, a recap of the My Duck series, and we're really glad that our childhood is being um being in um in our lives right now. Absolutely. We are now here with Justin Wong, who you guys know him as Kenny Wu in D two and D three of the Mighty Ducks. Justin, how is it going for you so far today? I'm uh, doing great. It's uh, super sunny in uh, Vancouver. I think it's like 15, 17 degrees. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's nice and warm. Justin, this is James, the other half of the sports dudes. Um, first off, um, how A, how have you been doing? And B, obviously, um, how has, um, how has um, you probably seen um, Mighty Ducks, um, the, you've been on the Mighty Ducks. And have you ever checked? Have you checked out the game changes? If you have, have what are your thoughts on it? Um, okay, well, uh, a I'm doing great. Uh, the last few weeks have been interesting, having all this stuff kind of come back into my life. Uh, uh, when it comes to uh, suddenly telling everybody that I'm involved. And yes, I've definitely been watching every episode. Uh, most episodes I've been watching twice even because it's so good. Um, so I've become a fan of it myself. The new kids are amazing and great and hilarious. And the characters are great as we're starting to learn more and more about them. And uh, yeah, overall I'm enjoying it. I can't wait for this Friday to uh, see our episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. And... We're not we're not gonna talk about the episode, but from when you know, I assume your agent pitched you this idea, or someone reached out to you, you know, of this show coming about, and you know, you know, when reboots come around, they want as much as the original cast as they can get. Um, so 
what what made you want to do this? Well, uh, well, I would definitely wouldn't say no if, like, I like having them ask me was the first, like, it's like a huge honor. And then I would never say no to uh, someone like this as well. Um, and actually, I, I didn't have an agent or didn't have an agent uh, because I had been out of acting for something like 30 years. So that was actually an interesting adventure when I got the call from uh, the casting directors of Mighty Ducks. And uh, like first I got an email, but I was like on vacation on a beach somewhere. I'm like, okay, well, I'll answer this kind of in a little bit when I'm not like hanging out with my friends. And then I got a phone call on a beach with the U.S. Post, uh, U.S. Uh, Post, I mean, uh, area code. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should answer this. And then they just asked me, do you want to be involved? And I'm like, yeah, of course I want to be involved. And after I said yes, there, then I was like, should I get an agent or should I not? And I eventually did return to my agent that actually originally helped me get the part to D2 and D3. And uh, yeah, I would never say no. And if they asked me, and I would definitely be there in a heartbeat. Uh, what do you, uh, now, obviously, um, acting has been, you know, love acting and, that's one of your roles. So, what? How did you get into acting in the first place? Uh, well, when I was, uh, I, I think I was around six or seven. My mom just kind of put me into youth theater, so I was just like for something to do, like on like after school and on the weekends. Just like I'd be in this group of kids, and there'd be a teacher, and we'd just throw a play together. I don't even know how we wrote these plays it just kind of happened organically between the kids and the teacher and then next thing you know we're performing it in some small theater in front of all of our parents and then eventually that got me uh in touch my mom got me in touch with an agent and I started doing commercials when I was really young like a bunch of cereal commercials Milton Bradley commercials and then eventually I got told that they're they're doing this kind of like uh kind of like worldwide search, well not worldwide, North American wide search for DT. And then I sent my tape in and went for a screen test and then got the part, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, when, when you heard of the worldwide search and you sent in your tape for D2, did you watch My Mighty Ducks before that? Like, did you, you know, is, is that what made you want to do, be a part of D2? Uh, yeah, well, definitely, I was definitely already a fan, like, I think I, I think I was probably, like, maybe 11 or so, I was already playing minor hockey, and I was with my, I went to go see, uh, the first Mighty Ducks with my friend, and then I think it must have been a year or two later when they, when they had this, uh, casting call-out, and then, yeah, like, like, Without a doubt, I'm like, yeah, I want to be part of this. And when I heard that, I got the part. I was literally jumping around the house, <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs, like, yeah, I got the part. And then, uh, like, even the screen test itself was, like, even if I just made it to the screen test, I would have been happy because, like, I went down to L.A., they had a set set up for everything, and they had a couple cameras just shooting, uh, kind of just see how we would do on camera. And, like, I've seen, because I see jump. Jackson walked by and like, whoa, that's that's Charlie. And then I see Elden walk by, his hair wasn't dyed, he was blonde. But like, that's 
looking, but he doesn't have black hair. And uh, like that alone was an amazing experience. But then, let alone getting called like a, a couple weeks later when they made the decision to cast me as Ken Wu, like it was just like a dream come true. Um, now, my other question is, what do you think about um, the acting that's going on in like other roles? Like you've been out of acting for about 30 years or so. Like, have you seen other movies? Do you look at other actors and say, man, I, I can do this. I can, I, I can go back on the screen and do this, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely don't do that. Like, a- acting is a lot harder than it looks. Um, it's definitely a skill. Like, I always like to compare it to, like, I mean, being an athlete. If you practice, say, playing hockey, you're not going to stay good at being hockey. You're just, and if you don't practice your art of being an actor, you're not going to remain being a good actor. And I think that's kind of where maybe I've, fell out of acting is like I my heart wasn't into it so like I wasn't like you know finding scripts to read on my own I'm uh, not going to like acting classes or stuff or stuff like that it's just kind of like going along with motions my agent would be like okay we got an audition for you I'd go out there go in take an audition not get the part and then it just kind of over time just realized that I'm not working at it my heart's not in it so I see other movies now, I definitely don't look at it and be like, oh yeah, I want to be part of that. But what did make me want to be part of it again is actually returning to the filming of the Game Changers because it was a lot of fun. However, I'm still reserving my thoughts on that because I still haven't seen the episode. And when I do, if I, if I could get through the episode without cringing at my performance, then maybe I will think about getting back into it and then I would ask my agent and asked her to like, do you, do you think I'm good enough to get back into this? So yeah, uh, when it comes to acting, like I, I definitely don't think I could do what I see on the screen. Not yet. At least I'd have to, I'd have to see what other people think. <laughs> now, when you, when you was around Mighty Ducks, he didn't really hit stardom yet, but you've seen what his career became, you know, Joshua Jackson, AKA Charlie Conway, you know, you know Dawson Creek, Skulls, everything like that. Did you, did you know he was gonna have like this kind of talent? Yeah, I feel like Josh has always been—he's always been a good actor. He's always been a great actor, and I think he's always worked very hard at it. And that's kind of like proves my point. It's like it's—it's it's not something that you know. Like, everybody has that cheese. Like, oh, yeah, I just happened to be in the right spot in the right moment, and all of a sudden I'm famous. But, no, for 99% of working actors, it's, it's people that work hard on it. They, they do independent films. They they do whatever they can just to work on their craft until they get to that point where they can start to make a career out of it. And that's what Josh has done his entire life, just like how Keenan's done that his entire life and how... Uh, a bunch of the OG Ducks are still doing that sort of thing. Like, Eldon is doing it, Marguerite's doing it, and, like, Garrett's making his own movies, that sort of thing, and Matt's writing scripts, that sort of thing. So, like, it's it's, it's not surprising to me at all that Josh is where he is. Uh, what do you, if you had to give advice to any of the younger um, young people that want to get into acting, um, and you see how Hollywood is, what advice would you give them? Um, 
the first one would be you've got to have a tough skin. You're you're gonna when it comes to opportunities and auditions, you're going to lose way more than you win. Uh, so you have to be kind of used to rejection because it's ninety nine percent rejection and one percent um, fulfillment. Uh, so if you could mentally and psychologically kick that sort of abuse, then that would be good. That And just like I was saying, you got to practice. Like, when you're basically, it, being an actor is almost like, like most artistic lifestyles, it's a living. It's, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's something that you live and breathe every day. You don't go home. You don't go to work nine to five to be an actor. You're, you're living it. You're, you're doing every day and you're practicing every day. So when you're not working, when you're not getting jobs, you find ways to make your, your acting better, your skills better. And that's, those are the two main points that I, I mean, from my real small experience as being an actor, but kind of my experience as to why I stopped being an actor, those are the two kind of pieces of advice that I would get. Now, like, like, like when it comes to our podcast, James, James will listen to every single episode, episode to see how he can do better. You know, me personally, I don't because I just feel it's weird to hear my own voice. When it comes to movies that you're in or stuff you're doing, do you watch after it? Whether it's to critique yourself, to see how you did or or just watch the whole movie or show come together. Um, yeah, I definitely find it hard to watch myself, and I've gotten used to listening to myself because uh, I am I I do uh, I'm an audio engineer now, so I've had several opportunities to record myself or to even hear my own voice amplified. Uh, so I, I don't mind listening to myself, but then watching myself is a different thing. It's been thirty years. Well, more than, yeah, it's been kind of 30 years since I've, like, actually ever watched myself on screen. Like, I I can't even remember the last time I watched it, uh, like, D2 or D3, but, uh, but yeah, like, it, it's going to be interesting to see myself uh, on Disney Plus when our episode airs on Friday, uh, just to see how I feel. But hopefully I won't be, uh, won't be uh, cringing too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, every actor has a different style, like some, like depending on the specific roles. Um, do you have a specific style that you use when you're acting? Um, not really. Like uh, for me, it's just just try to be natural and try to. Uh, try to work off what uh, the people around you are doing, and try to try to get into character. And like when, when it comes to like uh, Ken, like he's not like really like a you know he's not like a I would say like an Oscar winning character that has lots of deep parts of his character that are yet to be undiscovered. That sort of thing. So like I feel like. It's just kind of an extension of me, so I just try to be myself out there when I'm on camera. You know, the scene that really makes me picture you in, with the Mighty Ducks is, you know, Keenan's brother on the movie. 
you know, you guys are playing hockey, try, trying to get your form back together, and his brother's coming to try to mess you up. And then he's like, stick, gloves, shirt. So when people <laughs> see you, do they ask you to do that? <laughs> no, I haven't personally been asked to do that. But at, uh, we were at the Anaheim Ducks Silver Anniversary, I think, two years ago, maybe two years ago, um, and we went to a screening where they showed their first Mighty Ducks, but then we had a Q&A afterwards, and um, both me and Priscilla were there, who was uh, Russ, Russ Tyler's brother in, in, in the in B2, uh, and someone in the crowd actually asked us <laughs> to, to play that whole scene out, so... So he came up to me and pulled my jersey over, and then I returned the favor. And <laughs> we did it right on stage for everybody there in that theater that day. Hockey is very big up in Canada, and you're in Vancouver. Um, have you been able to watch um, the Vancouver Canucks or any hockey up in Canada? And if you have, um, are you concerned with the COVID situation that's happening in Vancouver? Uh, yes, I am a huge Vancouver Canucks fan. Uh, to be honest, it's actually on my computer screen on the other side of the office right now. <laughs> They're playing the Senators right now. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yes, yes, it's, it's very concerning. Like, I haven't been able to go live that's what you're asking, because the, all, the, all the large venues or any venue in Canada, it's been pretty much shut down. Uh, so there's empty arenas everywhere. I, I believe down in the States, they have half-filled or quarter-filled arenas, but up here, it's still absolutely empty. Most of it's 25% uh, down in the States. Yeah. Yeah, so, so like, we, I haven't been able to go to see any sort of live event at all. Um, but it is concerning, like, the Canucks just went through a month of COVID where the entire team got sick. I don't know if you followed that and yeah. they're, I think, on game four of doing 19 games in 30 days, and that's concerning for them. And then also Vancouver and Canada itself, like, for some reason, our third wave is just hitting us hard, and like, it's hitting us hard than the actual beginning of the pandemic did, and our numbers are up, and it seems like down south there, you guys are getting your vaccines out, and I don't know what your numbers are like, but our vaccine rollout is quite slow. I think they're doing their best, but uh, it's quite slow. So it is a bit of concern. I haven't seen any of my friends in a long time. It's just me and my partner at home. We've even just uh, we've even just regulated our grocery shopping to every two weeks now because it's gotten so bad. So yeah, we're a bit concerned up here, but we're trying to make the best of it and, and live our lives in in this current situation that we have. Wow. Um, when, and this is a question from one of our, one of our friends, Emily, when you guys were on set with Emilio Estevez, how did you, you know, address him as, you know, did you, did you address him as Emilio or coach or, or did you guys have a nickname for him? Um, I don't remember a nickname being Milo. I, I believe a few people called him Milo, but yeah. Um, never really... I don't think I ever called him Coach. Um, I, I do remember, for 
first time getting to scrimmage with him, which was a lot of fun. Uh, um, I don't know if he wants me to give this away, but he's not that great of a skater. <laughs> so being from Canada and having played hockey my whole life, it was fun to just kind of kind of show him what's up on the ice. <laughs> that, for some reason, that doesn't surprise me. That honestly does yeah. not surprise me. But, uh, yeah. but, but this is more personal for me. You are a Vancouver Canucks fan, as you pointed out. I'm a hockey guy. Um, Nick knows I love, I love hockey. It's my favorite sport. Let me ask you a question. Would you be annoyed if the Toronto Maple Leafs come out of the Canadian, because I call it the Canadian division, they call it the North, I call it the Canadian division. Would you be annoyed if, out of all the teams to win a championship in Canada, how annoyed would you be if it's the Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs> that, that's a bit of a loaded question. Uh, depends on how many Leaf fans uh, listen to your podcast, but I think... <laughs> Not many. I think um, I think just the cup coming back to Canada for the first time in a long time, I would be happy about. Um, the amount of gloating coming from Maple Leafs fans would be the most <laughs> annoying thing for me. I think. <laughs> I I and uh, Maple Leafs fans are the worst. Yeah, <laughs> they're. Their reputation is the worst, but I mean, as uh, as hockey franchises go, like you want your fan base to be that into your team and stuff like that. But uh, but I I can't imagine how tough it is to play for those those fans at the same But uh, um, but yeah, like I don't know. I think it would be hard to cheer for them, but I think if they were there in the Stanley Cup Finals, I think I would probably. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know if I would or not. I'll see what happens when, if it happens. From from when you were on set with D two and D three, who who were you most closest to? Um, I don't know. I, I I found myself hanging out with mostly everybody. I think I think uh, me. Sean and Matt hung out quite a bit, so that's uh, Goldberg and Averman, uh, as well as uh, as well as uh, Keenan. I think I hung out with him quite a bit. Um, it's uh, during D two, it, it was uh, the dynamic was a little different because, like, being most of it being filmed in LA, that means there was a bunch of 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 the of the ducks that actually lived there, so they didn't live in the apartment complex that we were in where the apartment complex we were in is people from out of town, so we hung out a lot with Ty, the cowboy. Russ was there, because at the time, I think he was from Orlando. Uh, Matt is from Chicago, so he was there. So then we would pretty much, like, every day when we could, we'd be at the pool hanging out, and there was a clubhouse with pool tables, so we'd be hanging out there. Um, and day three, since none of us, I think we're from Minnesota. We we're in an apartment complex and we hung out there um, together a lot. And yeah, I don't know. I think we just kind of hung out with everybody. We all got along very well. Um, you've seen the success with Keenan on SNL, and you're seeing a lot of people doing um, great things. Um, what like what is it about that cast that got you guys such a very close knit group? 
together? Um, well, you know, I think I would have to tie it to the hockey um, part of it. Because um, usually, I mean, I'm guessing like for most movies, because like, I've only done the two movies, but I, I'm imagining that most movies you go, you fly to your location, or you, you live at the location, you go into work every day, and you go home. But for D2, we had, I believe it was like four weeks or maybe a month and a half of hockey camp. Uh, so basically the whole first month and a half uh, before we even started filming, we all got to know each other on the ice and at the same time, it was during the school year, so that we would, we would start our day at the hockey camp for like an hour and a half, and then we would go to school for three hours. And then we would have our second uh, hour and a half of hockey camp in the afternoon. So, like, basically, we, we would spend pretty much eight, six to eight hours together during hockey camp and school, just getting to know each other. And that's probably why we're so how hard was that balancing filming a movie and and still and still trying to do school and maybe trying to have you know normal kid stuff going going around because because at the at the end of the day you are having a unique experience by 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 being a part of a you know very good franchise yeah, it's, uh, like, on set, the balance is pretty easy because, uh, like, the teacher we had, she was awesome. Everybody loved her, basically. I believe, I don't know much about the details, but I believe my school, I was in elementary for D2, so I believe my school would send her some sort of curriculum. I needed to have this sort of stuff done by this time, and, and, then, and then I would just kind of, that sort of stuff so like I don't I don't even know what grade like what kind of grades I got <laughs> grade I think I was grade six or seven I, like I don't know if I had A's or B's I just know that I was in school three hours a day and I did some stuff um but then when it came back to like after D2 going into my first year of high school that was a bit of an adjustment for me because like in elementary school, all my friends knew who I were. They knew that I was in Mighty Ducks. They knew I did a bunch of, like, small commercials when I was younger. So they were just kind of used to it. But then I get to high school all of a sudden, and it was an all-boys school. It was an all-boys private school. And all of a sudden, like, I've got my handful of friends that kind of know who I am, and they don't care. They just know me as who I am and not as Ken Root. But then all of a sudden, I've got this other giant group of people that just want to kind of point and gawk at me and be like, that's Kenny Wu, that's Kenny Wu, and like, kind of getting like, you know, tapped on the shoulder here and there, like, hey, are you that guy, and you're the guy, <laughs> and like, as a 13 year old, that's, that's kind of hard to deal with, like, I, I didn't know what to do with that sort of stuff, so, um, being young and adolescent and not knowing how to handle it, I actually kind of found it, kind of, like, kind of, disruptive to my life, I would say. Um, not to say that I'm not proud of being in the movies and that I want to hide it was the just fact difficult. that I was in the movies, but, like, yeah, it's, 
it's just, it's like, all of a sudden, like, I felt like I didn't have any privacy. What's the worst part about acting? The worst part? I don't know. That would be, it would be hard to find, like, I don't know, like, you try not to complain about that sort of thing because it's such a unique thing that nobody, not too many people get to experience. Um, I mean, there's, as an adult, I would say the long hours would probably be uh, something tough to deal with. Uh, but then again, it's like it's a fun job. And uh, I don't think there is much to complain about, <laughs> to be honest. But I've only, I've only got so, I've, I've got so little experience, but I bet you like people that have been doing this for their entire lives, there, there might be a few things that, you know, they might find tedious and annoying, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't know what those things are. See, see, for for all of us who, who like, always say, oh, we want to be a celebrity, we want to be a millionaire movie star, stuff like that, you know, it's, it's all easy to say, but I'm sure it's hard to do, and you kind of mentioned this with school, but was there ever a point where, like, like except for the people in your inner close circle, what was there ever a point where you didn't know if they really wanted to be friends with Justin Wong, or or did they only want to be friends with Justin Wong because he played Kenny Wu on a movie? I don't know. Like I, I feel like um I feel like the people who became my friend were genuine. They just they they didn't want to just you know have have me. I guess for lack of a better term, as, like, arm candy. Like, look, I'm friends with this guy. Like, the, the people that I became friends with, like, quickly forgot that I was Penny Lou, and they just wanted to hang out with me because they wanted to hang out with me, or at least I hope so. And that's what it felt like, and I wanted to hang out with them because they were cool people as well. Yeah, I don't think... And also, like, I don't, I don't know how, what it's like in the States or child actors and uh, and what it is, but or just just seeing famous people in general. But up here in Vancouver, people don't really go too crazy when they see celebrities up here. They don't like chase them down and hunt for autographs, that sort of thing. They oh, here it's definitely continue. like that. <laughs> yeah, so like up in Vancouver, it's almost like oh look at that uh, at that person walking down the street. Like maybe you want to say hi maybe shake their hands, but I think most people in Vancouver are either too shy or too Canadian or too polite to actually bother that person's favorite. That person just wants to have their private life. Let them have their private life and don't bother them. So I feel well, like you know. that's maybe how much, like how my classmates probably, like, unless their, their interest got better than I think that's how most of them dealt with, like, oh, these He's, he's just Justin, like, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> well, Justin, you know, in, in, you know, like, the, the New York City version of Chad is Toronto. Because, you know, like, in New York City, like, you can't sleep. You can't go anywhere. But, um, but yeah. one of the things that I've noticed in Vancouver is everyone seems very friendly except for sports. And I want to bring this back into hockey. Um... Do you think that Vancouver has not have last time Vancouver has made the cup was 2011 they lost to Boston. 
Um, do you think now with some of the pieces you guys have, you guys have a very nice young squad of, do you think Vancouver can return to glory? I hope so. I really hope so because if the management group happens to squander the talent that they currently have on this team and not win a cup or the ownership, that would be a damn shame because like Pedersen is an amazing besser. We got great leadership with Forbet and Miller and we got Denver coming up in Nets and we got Hughes. I mean like how if you don't win a cup with that core in the next five eight years, that would be a shame. I really hope they have some sort of plan because from the Vancouver Canucks fans point of view, they're they're a little they're starting to question what's going on with this team. And we're, uh, I'm I'm kind of sitting back hoping that COVID is just kind of putting a stall on things, which kind of sucks because like these these kids are just going to get they're just going to get older, and you don't want to even miss one year. But the COVID year is kind of making things tough for them not to make any excuses but there's a, there's a bright core here and I hope that management can surround them with the pieces to, to go the distance I hope so <laughs> um, oh, poor guy Disney Plus has been really good you know uh, so so far the first episodes of the Game Changers very good I, I watch it first thing every Friday morning with, with my breakfast and, and I think there could be a second season after watching the first five that you watched so far, do you think there could be a second season of of the Game Changers? I hope so. Um, I really hope so. And like, uh, I don't know how things work. And uh, like, because generally, if, if there's going to be a second season, you're going to want to sign the second season soon so that they can start filming and release it on schedule next year uh, by. Uh, by late March. Um, so, I'm definitely hoping so. Like, not even just, like, for the chance of having another partner, but also the chance of seeing any old friends that come come up to Vancouver to film to show them around town and, like, bring them to my favorite restaurant spots. Uh, hopefully COVID won't be around and we can actually go out and hang out or, like, I can stop by the set or even, like, you know, put on my skates and skate around with some old friends, that, that would be amazing. And I really hope to get signed on again. And the new kids are amazing. And for them alone, I want them to be able to continue continue the legacy. I I hope that Mighty Ducks gets extended because seeing the first five episodes, it really brings me back to my childhood. And, that, and that's what really... Um, like that, my Ducks is a real staple of me and Nick's childhood growing up. So now, sticking sticking with uh, with with hockey. Obviously, you know the Ducks, Anaheim. They got they got their name, Mighty Ducks. Ah. Uh-huh. So my question is, sticking with the hockey team. You know the new expansion team is coming in Seattle. They're come they're they're coming to start the new season of hockey. Um, are you a little bit nervous with the expansion draft that? They, that Seattle could pull a Vegas and, and go all the way. <laughs> oh man, if they do, I, I believe. Like I, I don't know. I can wonder if Batman and Co. Kind of like saw what happened in Vegas. I mean, it's. I think I don't know if they liked it or if they felt that it was 
I mean, I think they must have liked it because all of a sudden Vegas has a strong fan base, and that's that's ultimately what they want. So I think from their point of view, they probably want it to happen. I just don't want it to happen in in like meaning that the Canucks are going to keep losing. <laughs> so, and I hope I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to protect our important players, but I hope they don't take any important players from us in the expansion draft. But um, I'm excited to have another Northwest team uh, to take the travel away from the Canucks because some they've they've got some of the toughest travel in the league, being all the way up here in the Northwest. So, and then having that rivalry, and then also with how expensive Canucks games are these, I mean, they've gotten cheaper since the team has kind of gone on a nosedive since 2011, but when the team's good, being able to get a cheap ticket in Seattle and go for a day trip would be awesome. Um, after D2 Mighty Ducks came out, and that was a very good movie, did you think there would be a Mighty Ducks 3? And did you think they would ask you to be a part of that one? Like, after, after Mighty Ducks 2, did, did I think they would ask me to be part of D3? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you think there would be a, a third installment of the franchise? Um, I, I don't think... Like, back then, trilogies weren't, like, you know, the norm. So I, I didn't know what to expect. But, uh, but I don't know if they still do this practice, but basically when they signed me to D2, they signed what they call options, I believe. I mean, I was... Yeah, like the three-picture deals, stuff like that, right? Yeah, like, so basically options. Like, basically, they have an option to renew me for... I don't know if it had to be the same role in the in the same franchise, or basically they if they wanted me to do two more movies, they I'm kind of I was kind of obliged to do those two movies. So that's all I knew. But then when they called for D three, uh, which was uh, I think a year or two after D two was released, I was excited to return, like to see everybody again and and to do that whole experience again. So. Um, I don't think I necessarily expected it, but it was definitely welcomed. Do you think that um, with the success that Game Age is so having so far, could other reboots get another chance that they could split into a streaming service some show? Uh, I, th- I think the reboots are always... Uh, possible. I mean, they've already done so many. Like, I think uh, the Karate Kid with Cobra Kai has been very successful. I believe they're talking about the Sandlot, and I think they're going to bring that back, and I hear that they're actually going to do that all with the original cast somehow. Um, But yeah, like, reboots are a thing, and I think uh, it's pretty cool to see, like, a lot of the reboots seem to be coming from the 90s as well, so, like, it's cool to see, like, a lot of my childhood favorite shows yeah. come back. Like I haven't even seen I haven't even seen the new Saved by the Bell yet, and I want to be able to see that. And because I used to watch Saved by the Bell all the time, um, so yeah, like, I, I think I think uh, not only is Mighty Ducks like paving the road for that, but I think there's been a lot of things that have paved the road for the Mighty Ducks to reboot themselves. I'll 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 be very very honest with you with Save with Saved by the Bell. Um, 
the first episode one through five is okay. It's not. It's 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 not yeah. it's not bad, but it's not great. Um, but 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 six <laughs> through six through ten is much better, and they bring back the original cast except for Screech. Uh, I think episode seven or eight. But it's 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 okay. You know you know just just like <laughs> just like you you know you, you know me and James grew up around the nineties two thousands. And uh, it's it's exciting. Uh, reboots are great. Um, th- in, in the age of social media, you know, people overreact. They love stuff. They hate stuff. That they, they want to hate just because you know they didn't bring back their guy or, or 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 the case may be. Once once your episode comes out, are you gonna? Look, look for the social media comments, or just avoid them completely. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I do find myself looking at it a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I'm like, like I said, like having a tough skin and and that sort of stuff, and kind of ignoring ignoring that stuff is definitely something I'm going to have to um, get used to, I guess. Uh, because, like, back when we did D2 and D3, there was no such thing. There was no platform for people to just uh, put their opinions on. So it'll be interesting this time around to kind of see that stuff. But I think I, I'd like to say that um, trying to predict my reactions, I'm pretty sure I could let that stuff roll off my back pretty easily. Do you think that, um, and... I'm going to say this with with all due respect. Um, Do you see anyone from the episodes that you've seen that has the potential to be a star in the new cast of Game Changers? That's interesting. Um, They're all very, very talented. Um, What I've seen from Max, uh, who plays Nick, I think he makes me laugh so much on during the series that I just love them. Um, but it's hard to say, like, uh, like they've gone, they've in the first five episodes, they've kind of developed certain characters at different rates. So it's, it'll be interesting to see as the series goes along who really starts to shine. Uh, but so far, I think Max has been given that opportunity. He's taken it and he's run with it. Which was pretty good too. Like when he started singing, like I heard, I heard about his uh, his American Idol stuff and that sort of stuff, and then he started singing those show tunes. I'm like, that's it. This guy's awesome. <laughs> and then Brady, of course, is talented, and Tegan is very talented, and so is Sway. I think I think she goes by Sway, but I don't think that's her actual given name. Um, yeah, everybody's so talented that I like to see when when Steve. Kathy and Josh actually start digging into the characters and hopefully they get the opportunity in season two and more to see where these kids go in their careers. And and that's what I think is great with the game changers, right? I mean, you you guys had Emilio Estevez and and I'll be honest, I, I think it's great that he's in the show full time. I I think this show needed him to be a part of it full time. But just like you had him the new ducks got Lauren, and she's she's mostly known 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 from the Gil- the Gilmore Girls, but fantastic actress. 
And when you're when you're a young child actor or actress, how important is it to have someone who's who's a star like Emilio Estevez was like like Lauren was to kind of help you through the process and you know do do it with you together. I I think that's uh, very important to have like kind of like that that central character or characters just kind of just tie things together and also with their experience uh, with Lauren and Emilio's experience like just to watch how they do their crafts and how they behave on set and how professional they are um, I think that's very important because like especially as young actors like it's I don't know, it, it might be easy for someone in an adolescent age to kind of take this op- these types of opportunities for granted and to see how hard other people work at it makes you realize, okay, this is not, isn't something that I should just take for granted. This is something I should take, I should hone in, I should make sure I grab it and do the best with it that I can moving forward. So I think when you look up to experienced actors that's that's their role and that's how important they are on set do you watch the oscars um or not uh, no not really no i i really i actually don't even have cable all i have is like netflix and disney plus good good because the oscars are a waste of time <laughs> i've always said that <laughs> But 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 at least to um my my question is that um with with Disney Plus which is a great thing um do you do you watch and this is a personal question for me Nick because I'm gonna like it do you like watch some of the Marvel shows that's on Disney Plus? Um, I have just finished uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and actually when COVID first started, I actually looked up how to chronic chronologically watch the entire Marvel Universe movies up until Endgame. And I managed to watch every movie over the period of maybe two or three months. Like, I would just put it on as I'm going to sleep, probably watch about, like, maybe 30 minutes, fall asleep, watch 30 minutes the next day, and actually got from, I think the first thing that you need to watch is... Uh, Captain America, and then made it all the way to Endgame with all the movies in between. So yes, I, I, I haven't seen uh, WandaVision yet, and I'm looking forward to Loki, but yes, I've, I've been enjoying the Marvel Universe a lot. Um, you mentioned and, you mentioned Sean Weiss earlier, who played Greg Goldberg on the Mighty Ducks franchise, and he, he was probably one of my favorite characters. How How great was it for you to see him you know, turn 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 his life back around. Yeah, it's really great. Um, there's a few key friends uh, that have helped him along the way, and I'm very grateful for what they did uh, for getting him into rehab and stuff like that. Um, and I I hope that he's able to stay the course. It's a very tough disease to deal with addiction. Um, and and I 
I don't know what sh- exactly what Sean's going through, um, but I do imagine that he still has a lot to go through, even though now he's sober. Uh, and I, I hope uh, I'm pretty sure, and I hope that he has the strength to carry through and become healthy and and get rid of get rid of that uh, a terrible disease that we all know as addiction. And I'm very proud of him. Um, Unfortunately, I haven't been able to reach out to him, but I hope that when COVID's over uh, and if I ever get down to the States, I hope I get to see him and say hi and and, I hope to see him doing well. Now, Justin, before we get you out of here, you ready for some quick rapid fire? Okay. All right. Um, who, like, who, what inspired you to become, like, what, yeah, what inspired you to become an actor? Like, like, what was, who was your role model in acting? I don't know if I had a role model. I think I, I actually just kind of accidentally got into it, to be honest. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Favorite, who's, who's your favorite Vancouver Canuck player currently? Uh, currently would be Paul Horvat. All time would be Trevor Linden, which is why Ken Wu is number sixteen. Respect. Um, and, well, then, well, and, then, and then there's many others. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. Um, favorite. Um, what, what was your favorite part about doing um, D two? Uh, D two. It's uh, if you're like, let me just think of some memories. I think my favorite. I think it would be playing in front of, I think they put 12,000 people in the Honda. Well, back then it was called the Pond. They put 12,000 people in that arena and just had a scrimmage. And I believe I scored a goal uh, during that scrimmage. And the place lit up and it was amazing. Who, who could win? Who could win in a one-on-one, like, shootout, um, goal-scoring contest? Um, um... Emilio Estevez or Keenan Thompson? <laughs> a one-on-one shooting contest? Yes, like hockey, like shooting contest. Um, you can get... <laughs> That's a tough one. I'm going to give the edge to Keenan just because he did... He was the host for the last, uh, for the NHL Awards uh, two years ago. <laughs> okay, two quick ones. Okay. Who, um... What 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 would what would be what um, who do you think is going to um, win the Stanley Cup this year? This year. To be honest, I have no I have no idea what's going on in the other divisions. But I don't know. I, from what I hear, Tampa maybe might do it again. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe Florida. Who knows? <laughs> That's, that's interesting. And last question: um, If you if you if you could tell young Justin advice on everything you know now, what would you tell him? What would you tell young Justin, like a young eighteen-year-old Justin? Um, young eighteen-year-old Justin? Yes. I don't know. Like, I don't have too many regrets in my life, but I would. Probably, oh, that's a, that's a tough question, actually. Um, I would just tell him to relax and just 
Um, um, I have a few more questions. Uh, when, when you are filming, if you are a goalie, what do you think the hardest shot would be? Fulton Reed's slap shot or Russ Tyler's knuckle puck? Fulton Reed's slap shot. If, it, if you're asking what the hardest shot would be for sure. Uh, Russ Tyler's is more of a trick shot, so it doesn't need to be hard. It just needs to be on net. And and from when you from when you and all the new ducks arrived on on D two, was it was it di- different at first because you had the ducks from the first one, and then you had you guys new ducks. So did they make you feel comfortable, or or did they kind of ice you out a little bit as newbies? <laughs> no, not at all. Like right away, we were welcome as family, and uh, like felt like part of the group. Like right away, there was definitely no like no like elitism when it came to like, oh, I'm an original duck, and you're not so much of an original duck, that sort of thing. So yeah, no, nothing like that at all. That's awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much for coming on. We we can't wait to see you and your your other original ducks on a Friday. The coming attraction looks really good. It looks funny. And tell the people where they can find you at on social media. Yeah, thank you as well. Uh, uh, all I got is my Instagram account where you found me. It's Justin Grown in BC. So. Just imagine a tree growing in British Columbia. That's me, Justin, grown in BC. And mostly it's my photography that I that I put on there because I, I, I do photography as a hobby. And then most most recently, ever since I've been kind of doing, uh, uh, helping, trying to promote uh, the new series and uh, and the episode that we're going on, you'll, you'll see a little bit of Kenny Wu on there as well. And, and last quick question, um, what made you get get into doing photography? Uh, I think uh, one of my friends, uh, he, he just showed up with this really small camera and then he, and he told me this is actually a DSLR, but it's got a mirrorless, it's a mirrorless camera, so it's small and you can take it everywhere. So I was like, I want a small camera as well that is capable of doing what like a full professional camera can do. So he, and I said, well, I like, I want to be able to take low light because I, I work in concerts, so I want to take some concert photography. So he recommended uh, a camera and then ever since then I've just been buying lenses and the lenses for the particular camera that I have are relatively cheap. So I've just been kind of collecting lenses and just taking photos, just mostly of nature and of things in my neighborhood. So, uh, I don't know, it just kind of became a hobby. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. Now, yeah, I agree, man. And, uh, well, Justin, thank you again for coming on, man. Um, good luck with your <laughs> Vancouver Canucks. Let's see if they can um, bring a cup back to the northwest of Canada. Yeah, I hope so. One day. <laughs> Yeah, thank yeah, you very much. No problem, man. Take care.